It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Oh, it was a it was a rough weekend at times. It was it was a very joyous weekend at times. It was the first weekend without uh, pro football, with the exception of the Pro Bowl, which you know I wasn't terribly interested in the Pro Bowl. What a Super Bowl next weekend, that's going to be, uh, you know, fun. And that's the thing about, uh, I like to say, the worst thing about Christmas and uh, the football season is they both end. That, that is the worst uh, the worst thing. Uh, I did not watch one second of the Olympics. I turned it to a channel. Literally, I would, I would scroll in through uh, the number of channels that we have here, you know, you got a billion, trillion channels, and you'd see U.S. Olympic coverage go right by it. Didn't want to see a promo for it. Don't care. And I hate that because there are a lot of uh, Olympians who've worked very hard but this is the same as Hitler's Germany. We have athletes in Hitler's Germany. They have prison camps where crematoria either have been or are being installed right now. We are competing in Hitler's Germany. I'm going to share some uh, news about the treatment of athletes there uh, and a whole lot more. And the ratings are tanking. Worst Worst rating since 1988 as far as opening ceremony is concerned, and that's the way it should be. Also want to mention, you know, Stacey Abrams, Democrat, ran for governor in, uh, in Georgia, is uh, notorious for uh, election cheating and engineering election steals. She was shown uh, with a bunch of kids sitting in front of them. She's wearing no mask, and the kids and the faculty behind her all have masks on, apparently, Stacey Abrams, for this picture, required children to cover their faces so she could go maskless. There's a lot of fallout about that. I could say something like, well, obviously she doesn't wear a mask often because, you know, you can't eat with your mask on. I could say that, but I would never say something like that. Uh, that said, uh, Stacey Abrams, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as well because, you know, some people can use the N-word and some people can also go without masks. I don't like Joe Biden. You know, there's a lot of things you can and cannot do depending on who you are, Democrat politician or uh, someone who is a member of a protected class. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. Oh, the CDC, this is funny. The CDC is now uh, recognizing natural immunity. Uh, you know why they didn't want to uh, recognize natural immunity until now? Um, because uh, it doesn't pay anything. Yeah, I think I have a feeling why the mainstream media has been towing the line with keeping masks on and vaccines. And here it is. It's brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you. I can't see any conflict of interest there. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Oh, yeah, there is. Dear Lord. Uh, honestly, and then what I've said about the, from the get-go is that you are being played. Uh, you've been played, played, played from the beginning. Uh, most of the mainstream media completely ignored this uh, credible Johns Hopkins study that shows that uh, you, you've been played. Three economists found that COVID restrictions only reduced mortality by 0.2%. The study was published in the studies in uh, Applied Economics, uh, January 2020 edition, but was largely ignored by CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS. Pretty much everybody else, Dr. Martin McKay, a professor of surgery at Johns Hopkins, tore into outlets on Wednesday 
Uh, but you know what? The mainstream media is still down with you being locked up at home. You are saving lives. The fact that we shut down when we did and the rest of the world did has saved hundreds of millions of infections and millions of lives. I would be prepared to do whatever it takes to save lives because we cannot get the country moving until we control the virus. So if the scientists say, shut it down? I would shut it down. I would listen to the scientists. Yeah, there you go. You said there'd never be a shutdown, and uh, uh, you're a liar. Um, let's see. Also, England has gotten rid of all restrictions. Uh, also, Denmark has gotten rid of restrictions. My home state of Iowa. Yes, people, this is what a person from Iowa sounds like. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds to end uh, the COVID-19 emergency declaration in the state will deal with COVID-19 the same as flu. Did you realize when you live in the middle of Iowa, you're already you're already uh, um, experiencing social distancing because <laughs> there's nobody around. At least where I lived, you, you literally had to walk about a quarter mile to the next house. Uh, so I would imagine not a hotbed rural Iowa for uh, COVID infections. Anyway, uh, they're allowing the public health disaster emergency proclamation to expire on uh, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. We cannot continue to suspend duly enacted laws and treat COVID as a public health emergency indefinitely. After two years, it's no longer feasible or necessary. The flu and other infectious illnesses are part of our everyday lives, and coronavirus can be managed similarly. Similarly. Let's talk about this, uh, this nurse who uh, appeared before uh, Ron Johnson. Uh, he did a uh, congressional subcommittee. Uh, her name is uh, Nicole Sirotek. And um, she is a frontline nurse in the coronavirus battle. She went to New York. Here is the original video that got her uh, national and international attention and, of course, got her banned from most social media. I am literally telling you that they're murdering these people. She is in New York City at a hospital where she was called, even though New York turned away a, a hospital ship and a convention center that had been converted to a hospital. And nobody will listen to me. And they all know what's happening. They all agree with me and they all just shake their heads. And I'm like, am I the only one who is not a sociopath? She's probably a white supremacist, Trump supporter. To think that this is okay? Nobody's listened to Probably supports the Canadian trucker convoy. Anybody's lungs as long as I've been here. Even with disposable stethoscopes. I, you know, I they haven't listened to anybody's lungs. Telling them that, you know, the guys are like, the, my patient's going acidotic. We need to do something about this before his kidneys shut down. You know, give him some bicarb or something like that. She's talking about uh, people who tested positive for COVID, coming to the hospital for COVID, and not getting any sort of therapeutic treatment at all. And this is what they do. They let the patient's blood get acidotic. So anyways, kidneys shut down, and at the last minute, they finally decide to run bicarb. So they run five liters of bicarb into a person who's gained 20. A lot of times, if you go in with, uh, with the beginning stages of COVID, they'll just send you home. They'll just send you home till your lips turn blue. Then you come back to the hospital. They won't give you any... Any uh, meds, uh, they might give you a little of this uh, resdemivir, which, by the way, is not good. It's like the AZT of 2022. Pounds of water weight and completely throw him into heart failure, and he dies several hours later. COVID didn't kill that guy. I mean, he was a COVID patient. I mean, every single patient I've taken care of, guys, is a COVID patient. Yep, yep, yep. And where I live, there's a hospital I went by literally uh, three or four times uh, a night during the height of the COVID, and they never had a crowd in the emergency room. Now, she appeared uh, before Ron Johnson on the 26th of uh, Janvier. 
My story actually begins back in May of 2020. I was one of the original nurses that went to NYC to help with the COVID pandemic, because as we remembered, they needed nurses. Most importantly, they needed ventilators. Well, I was the whole package, a flight nurse that can manage- And they never used the ventilators. Inch ventilators. And when I arrived there, um, the gross negligence and the medical you know, malfeasance that happened in there and the complete medical mismanagement of these patients is what had led a, has led us to the situation that we're in right now. The pandemic and the hysteria that was created from poor public health measures and poor execution of appropriate early intervention strategies and the handicapping of medical professionals doing... Meaning doctors couldn't make their own decisions with regard to treatment. ...their job has led to where we are right now and into the crisis situation that we are in. My doctor literally, when I had COVID about a month and a half, two months ago, I asked him, I said, listen, I would like some of the same meds that people like Joe Rogan have used which and, and Donald Trump used that would be effective, uh, one of them being ivermectin, one of them being hydroxychloroquine, which has been prescribed 500 million times around the world, has actually stopped COVID, and uh, Uttar Pradesh was a gigantic uh, bigger than the United States as far as population province in India, but uh, but doctors have no say in it at all. It comes from the federal government. The federal government says there are only certain ways, things that you can treat COVID with, and consequently a lot of people have died. This is one of the medications she's talking about. That as these patients get remdesivir, they have a less than 25% chance of survival if they get more than two doses. Now, they're rolling it out on children as well, and into the nursing homes or skilled nursing facilities as early intervention, when as Dr. Pierre Corey and Dr. Merrick have already demonstrated that there are cost-effective medications out there, and we are going to see the amplification of death across our country. Yes, but none of them, uh, the big pharma companies, don't own them, and they can't make any money off them. Don't you see that? Don't you see that Pfizer and Merck and J&J aren't making any money off of hydroxychloroquine? Don't you see that? Come on, girl. Oh, yeah, by the way, and there are a lot of people who are getting uh, vax injuries. Uh, here, here's one, a 10-year-old actually having a heart attack, and she witnessed it. But I can tell you that two days ago, I, f- I flew out my first 10-year-old with a heart attack, and I had to fight the doctor. In the a lot e- of soccer players uh, falling dead on the field around the world right now after getting vaccinated. They are, because he's like, 10-year-olds don't have heart attacks. And I argued back and forth for 30 minutes to force his hand to get an EKG to find out that he was had almost a complete STEMI, which is ST-elevated myocardial infarction. And he's like, well, that's not possible. And I'm like, well, he was just vaccinated yesterday. It is very much possible. At any given time, people are getting a hold of me and the nurse advocates at American Frontline Nurses to help advocate because, as you've seen, there is victim shaming that it de- oh it's anxiety oh it- i went to uh, american frontline doctors to get my meds it's this but in actuality if they put down that it was a vaccine injury the physician the corporation the hospital the clinic they actually won't get reimbursed so it gets labeled as listen to this listen to this perverse incentive this. but in actuality if they put down that it was a vaccine injury the physician, the corporation, the hospital, the clinic, they actually won't get reimbursed, so it gets labeled as anxiety or neuropathy or Guillain-Barre syndrome, when in actuality, it's very realistically... Wow, if you say a vaccine injury, the hospital and the doctors don't get reimbursed. That is, uh, wow, just wow. And then she made this comparison about many U.S. hospitals and concentration camps. I've had patients that haven't been bathed, haven't been fed, haven't been given water, haven't been turned. And if you ask me, this isn't a hospital, this is a concentration camp. I'm not saying this about every hospital. That's 
Absolutely it is. Wow. Nowhere in the United States do we isolate people for hundreds of hours at a time with no human contact. Yeah, listen. It's not even allowed in the prisons. You are not allowed to isolate a prisoner for beyond a certain extent. Unless you're a January 6th protester. Amount of time because it is, again, it is horrible for their mental health and is considered inhumane. However, in these hospitals now, we're allowed to isolate patients from their families for days and you have to say goodbye to them over an iPhone as wow. Jennifer Bridges has just demonstrated to us. Unreal. Or she has to shuttle people in to see. And personally, I was fired for sneaking a Hispanic family in to say the last rites to their family. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Joining us on the Newsmax hotline. This is a hot Monday, guys. We got we got a guy, former White House Chief of Staff, House Freedom Caucus Chair, North Carolina Representative, author, a Newsmax contributor, and contemptor of Congress. Joins us on the phone. <laughs> Mark Meadows, how are you, man? Uh, I, I could go with all of those except the last one. Uh, you're uh, you're oh. very kind to have me. It's great to join you and all yes. the listeners, and certainly uh, as we look at a fight for the freedoms in this great country of ours, uh, yes. the fight continues, and, and honestly, uh, we need people with a backbone of steel. So thank you for taking the truth to the oh. American people uh, each and every day. Now, by the way, I, I said that in tongue-in-cheek with regard to contender of Congress because the January 6th panel is saying that you have uh, the January 6th panel. Two members, by the way, which uh, the GOP has um, censured this weekend. Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger will leave politics. Liz Cheney, <laughs> she will leave politics after the election. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, January 6th uh, panel. It's a kangaroo court, right? I mean, it, it is a kangaroo court. We, I don't think I've ever seen anything as nakedly uh, political as this your thoughts mark well i mean you, you've hit it exactly right i wish i could uh as a former member of congress could look at this and say well there's a legitimate legislative purpose but sadly that's not the case this is not about making the capital safer this is not actually about the security breach that happened on january 6th this is about politics and uh and whether there's a democrat or or Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger um, weighing in, uh, this has become uh, literally 100% political. And, and, and most of America sees that. I mean, there are the, many people who are applauding their efforts, uh, and there are many who see it for what it is. And this is just uh, really impeachment 3.0. They, they yeah. couldn't remove President Trump uh, on two tries, and so this is uh, the way to go after him and, and many uh, of us who served in his administration. A lot of this boils down to freedom of expression. Um, we, uh, we've got prisoners in the gulag in Washington, D.C., who uh, uh, every time they do an interview, the entire group of January 6th protesters are shut down and punished. Uh, you've got uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, they want to shut him down, not because of what he has said. This weekend, the media tried to make it about using the N-word. It's not about what he has said. It's what they're afraid he might say. That's what this is all about. Otherwise, Howard Stern would be gone. Everybody who use, has used the N-word would be gone. There's a whole lot of uh, freedom of expression, a lot of things being called disinformation and misinformation. That's happening everywhere, including, like, for instance, the election of, of 2020. I had my Facebook page with hundreds of thousands of followers shut down on November the 4th before I could even do a post. 
Mark, you've seen this in, in all of these. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on a, a freedom of expression and the government using the phrase disinformation to describe dissent? Well, it's uh, let's. You can look no further than uh, than uh, Dr. Fauci and some of the things that happened with the virus and the origins of it. So we can let's take it there. We can even take it out of the context of political context. Let's put it in the Dr. Fauci who said, "Well, the the the." China virus didn't actually start in a Wuhan lab. Well, uh, not only was President Trump, but other people were saying that early on. And so what happened is the fact checkers checked the fact checkers who said that this was not legitimate. Now we're all of a sudden seeing that uh, not only did it have an air of legitimacy, but we're seeing emails that would say that it was really uh, the primary thinking back in February of 2020. But yet what happened is, is all of social media, many of the, the left mainstream media, essentially silenced the voice of, of those that had a contrarian view at the particular time. And, and that's what's scary. And that's why it's so important to your listeners tuned in right now that they listen to you, is, is they need to have a different uh, perspective. That's what Rush Limbaugh did for so yep. many years. He yep. was able to get beyond all the chatter and actually go to the American people. But sadly, with our reliance on so many social media uh, products today, uh, you know, today it's Joe Rogan. Tomorrow, you know, uh, in November it was you. It'll be somebody else tomorrow. Yep. And uh, if you let uh, the government. And I use the government. If you let the government, because they're in collusion, uh, in my opinion, with big tech, to silence uh, the voices of those that have a contrarian view, it is a dangerous place that our founding fathers never wanted us to go. Yeah, we're talking to Mark Meadows. And, and Mark, you know, that's the thing. The, um, the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party uh, say that something is misinformation or disinformation. It means you know the truth. That's what it's all about. Uh, now we see the same talking points that have been used against us as conservative being used against truck drivers in Canada. Uh, the, oh. the, oh, can you believe calling uh, the, this weekend? Four people were intentionally run over by someone in Ottawa because they listened to the premier of the country, Justin Trudeau, saying that about these protesters. It is the equivalent of swatting when it comes to the police department in Ottawa. They are looking at these people through the lens of the premier who has said they are dangerous. They are racist, but that's what this is. They're doing the same thing up there. The, the left's talking points are universal, Mark. Well, listen, if, if we're talking about breaking the law, uh, you and I both believe in the rule of law, and that, that should be upheld. Uh, the sad part about it is is that uh, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau uh, is, is, is essentially condemning those truckers who are standing for freedom. Uh, at the same time that, you know, his mandates, his mass mandates, his vaccine mandates, obviously didn't work for him because there's nobody that's been more religious about doing those things than than he was, and yet he was speaking to them while he had COVID, and so uh, you know you you start to look at 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 freedoms and the, and the ability to stand up for freedom. We need to, to do that. At the same time, I'll be the first one to say that we need to condemn those who uh, who certainly are not. Uh, uh, 
you know, abiding by, by the laws. But what we don't want to do is create uh, fake laws and fake violations mm-hmm. uh, that, that go against uh, not only our founding principles, but the very uh, essence of what freedom is all about. Yeah, it is. And, and it's interesting, Mark, because beyond just uh, big social media, for instance, Facebook, before the, uh, the, the U.S. convoy could be organized, Facebook banned them. Uh, in Canada, GoFundMe took $10 million from the Canadian truckers. Originally, they said they were going to distribute the money to charity. Under pressure, GoFundMe has said they will return the money to the people who donated it, and there are other sites out there. Uh, but can you believe GoFundMe would say, you know what, we're going to take away money from this peaceful movement, but while cities were burning in the United States, they allowed Antifa groups to raise money for people who had been arrested. Listen, uh, you, you can see the hypocrisy of it. It gets down to what GoFundMe is willing to fund, what they uh, deem to be a legitimate purpose uh, through their lens. And, and it's sad because you got millions and millions of dollars that were donated for these freedom-loving truckers to keep them going, to buy fuel, et cetera. And, uh, and yet, uh, you're exactly right. When we see some of the uh, the events that happened uh, in the summer of 2020, uh, the GoFundMe pages were out there uh, helping uh, with with causes that many of these uh, would be in direct con- uh, contradiction uh, to their their policy that they've adopted now. Uh, before we wrap things up, 2024 for Trump. Uh, your thoughts on I, it's going to happen. Uh, and I'm just going to tell you, this is my opinion. Joe Biden will not be the candidate in 2024. He will not be able to be the, the candidate of the party. If you are entertaining the thought as a political pundit with any uh, any salt whatsoever, if you are saying that Joe Biden will be the candidate in 2024, you're high. Uh, but what are your thoughts about about uh, 2024 and Donald Trump? Yeah, I, I uh, obviously don't speak for the president, but I get the opportunity to talk to him on a regular basis. I will say this. I would be very, very, very shocked if he does not run yeah. and that he doesn't end up being the 47th president of the United States. I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm not so sure that Joe Biden will be the candidate. However, it creates a conundrum for Democrats, because if he's the sitting president, uh, unless he says he's not going to run anytime soon, everybody will be stuck and frozen in, in yeah. midstream. And so uh, he, uh, Donald Trump will run against the Biden policies and the Biden results. And that is a good message to win with. Absolutely. Mark Meadows, I greatly appreciate your time today. Always a treat to have you on. Uh, make sure to check out Mark's, uh, your Twitter feed, obviously, is twitter.com slash Meadows. A lot of good stuff on there. Anywhere else that people can find you online that you'd yeah, like to? Yeah, you know, on most of the social medias, uh, and uh, obviously I work for a nonprofit, for, so cpi.org. We'll be glad to, to uh, keep them fully informed on what's happening here in Washington, D.C. All right, God bless you, brother. Have a glorious uh, rest of your week, okay? All right, thanks so much. Take care. Hey guys, it's Carson for ExpressVPN. You know, if the FBI is going after school board members for speaking out online at their meetings, do you think that maybe they might be looking at you too? Incognito mode does not hide your activity online, by the way, okay? Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, 
your internet service provider can see every single website you ever visited. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. Hillary Clinton wishes she had this. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption possible. Protect your online activity with the VPN rated number one by CNET and visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Newsmax, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. This is important. Your privacy is more important than ever. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Newsmax, expressvpn.com slash Newsmax to learn more. We have our Olympic Games in uh, essentially Hitler's Germany, and uh, that's just the way it is. And the fact that uh, China has the audacity to rub our faces in it after unleashing a virus on the entire world from a laboratory in Wuhan, China, that uh, the left uh, mainstream media and the Democrat Party have done everything, everything to uh, to silence is uh, is just amazing. Um, life in the Olympic gulag, athletes uh, crying like babies in hellish quarantine with miserable food where hope is dead. As dozens miss out on their events after testing positive and being carted off to isolation camps. Athletes complained of hellish conditions in Chinese isolation hotels. Dozens have been confined. Valeria Vasnetsova, a Russian biathlete, and that's cool if she is. And you know, I don't care. She could be a straight athlete. She could be in a trans athlete. No, she's actually she. Uh, she skis and shoots. That's what biathlete means for you uh, millennials. It doesn't mean she's bi. It means she's a biathlete, meaning she she has a gun. She carries on her back and she skis and then she stops and shoots. Never understood the sport, but, you know, that's cool. Uh, anyway, she uh, uploaded a grim picture of food that was served three times a day for five days, leaving her emaciated with bones sticking out. Uh, Natalia Maliskiewska uh, nailed it. Polish skater who was left crying and uh, crying and crying after being repeatedly taken to isolation over unclear COVID tests, including the horror of being awoken by officials at three in the morning. Well, welcome, guys. Welcome. Your Here's one of the uh, trapped Olympians speaking out from their isolation. Um, another seven days with two PCRs a day and no contact with anybody else. We that means two COVID tests a day. I'm not even sure I will ever be allowed to return to the village. <laughs> and obviously this is very hard for me. That is Natalia Maliskiewska, Polish speed skater, describing uh, working for four years and probably the lion's share of her life since she was a child and being stuck in isolation, being fed uh, garbage. Uh, during one night of horror, she uh, said officials dragged her out of bed at three in the morning to take her to the athlete's village after ruling she was COVID-free, only to later admit they made a mistake and return her back to solitary. She said, I was sitting in an ambulance. It's three o'clock in the morning. I was crying like crazy because I didn't know what was going on. It did not feel safe. There are currently 387 people from the athlete's bubble in COVID isolation in China, though this also includes members of their teams and the press. Uh, world Championship figure skater Jessica Shuren Yu, who was born, raised, and trained in China, claims she suffered years of horrific abuse inside the brutal Chinese regime. Uh, Yu told the uh, New York Post that ridicule and mental abuse were standard tools used to force kids to toe the line. 
Uh, you added that uh, athletes are verbally attacked as lazy, stupid, retarded, useless, and fat if they don't measure up. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, a U.S.-born Chinese figure skater, Zhu Zi, uh, she decided to uh, basically give up her American citizenship to compete for China, and she has fallen down a couple of times, and she's being branded a disgrace by her countrymen for finishing last after she gave up her citizenship to compete. Uh, figure skater Zhu Yi, Yi was left in tears after falling again after the women's short program event. Uh, today, she was born. Beverly Zhu decided to compete for China in the Olympics and changed her name and U.S. citizenship. Uh, let's just see how you feel with uh, how they treat athletes who lose in China. It can get really ugly. You could end up in a gulag for a good part of your life, by the way. Thought you should, uh, you should know that. That's how the Chinese do things. You know, it's not like the Olympics in Beijing just suddenly popped up like last month. Oh, my gosh, the Olympics are being held in Beijing? No, they've probably known for about a decade. That's usually how it happens. And, uh, and yet the Olympic Committee, which is corrupt, it is corrupt. It's, uh, it's bought off. They are wine-dined, and you know what, it, uh, for years. And then ultimately the city that bribes them the most allows the Olympics to happen. But Nancy Pelosi said this of the Olympics of China on Friday and yet is still down with sending athletes to China. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because... Why would you send athletes there in the first place? They are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some. She's trying to grab the moral high ground, even though she's completely completely down with Chinese company making billions and enriching her uh, stock portfolio. To speak out while they are there, I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do. There are athletes that are in China that have been under quarantine, under lockdown for 18 days, not able to compete. And if China can keep people uh, from expressing themselves, can you imagine that maybe the Chinese might fudge statistics and tests with regard to COVID to keep athletes from competing? I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. We're going to move on and talk about the, uh, the Canadian trucker strike, about how, uh, where this could go, how ugly it could get, and, uh, and I hope they shut the whole country down. I really do. I hope they shut the whole country down, and the day that politicians don't have food on the shelves is the day that they will say, okay, we were wrong, we were proud, we were, uh, all of our scientific data was based on nonsense, and we are going to change and allow freedom to reign. That probably won't happen. We will see. Shaquille O'Neal. He sells a lot of pizza these days. You can get the Big Shack, whatever it is. It's uh, like super duper pepperoni pizza from Papa John's. Is that what it is? They always put those commercials on as you're sitting there. And then all of a sudden, the pizza commercials and the deep fried goodness and the fast food and the delivery all comes like right at 7 o'clock. And you're sitting there, you're trying to watch, you know, forcefully being watched, uh, you know, having to watch Property Brothers again with your wife and Here's Shaq O'Neal with his big shack. He's whipping out his big shack. He's opening the box, and you could have a 12-inch or an 18-inch shack pizza. Careful. Shaq has a podcast. Uh, it's called The Big Shack, I guess. No, it's called The Podcast, The Big Podcast with Shaq. <laughs> of course it's called The Big Podcast with Shaq. 
Co-host uh, Nichelle Turner and Anthony Spice Adams. What man wants to be called Spice? Uh, you know, uh, Anthony Spice Adams. Hey, don't mess with me. I'm Anthony Spice Adams. Anyway, spoke with uh, spoke about New York nurses who were accused of making more than one million dollar over fake vaccine cards and uh, uh, and how uh, you know uh, you shouldn't mandate. Uh, vaccines. Here's a shack on mandating vaccines, and he's right. And listen to his co-host, which probably who probably won't have a job after uh, yesterday. Look, I encourage everybody to, to be safe and take care of your family. I do, but there's still some people that don't want to take it, and you shouldn't have to be forced to take something. It's called the shakaroni pizza, by the way. That you don't want. So I don't think people are being forced to take. Well, there are some. There are. I mean, listen, we have a mandate at CBS. That's force. We have a mandate at CBS. But my, but my point. That's force. But, okay, okay. The, 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 listen, she admits that people are being forced, and then suddenly she's okay. Listen. Want to take it, and you shouldn't have to be forced to take something that you don't want. So I don't think people are being forced to take. Well, there are some. There are. I mean, listen, we have a mandate at CBS. That's force. We have a mandate. At yeah, that's force. That's force, by the way. That is force. CBS, but my but my point. That's force. But where I wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's force. No, it's not force. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, how about this? It's compelled. Is that better? Um, it's forced. It is forced because if the man don't take it, the man will get fired. Yes, if the man don't take it, the man don't get fired. Put that on a bumper sticker. Uh, if the man don't take it, the man gonna get fired. I like that. I actually really love Shaq. I think he's awesome. He's a person I'd like to hang out with. I wouldn't want to do a pickup game with him. It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, if you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, and if you would, give me a review. Right now, I've got a lot of five-star reviews, and I greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, if you like the humor, you like the content, because I put a lot of content into this sucker then please leave a nice review for me. That would be gigantic. That would be gigantic. Big things are coming, guys. I am blessed to be here. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Never forget Ashley Babbitt's name. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.